a war rages between man and monster on the high seas. It's the Sea Beast. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. anticlimactic yeah they're not as good eric eric did a good job he just had that like movie trailer voice well, you know you know he did have 200 more episodes than me to refine it to be fair but i also think that like you're just a little timid like i feel like you don't you like, don't believe in yourself right, we'll try it again right here yeah a war rages between man and monster on the high seas it's the sea beast that was much oh, better. Yeah, okay. Much better. We'll use the first one, and then we'll have... That way people can see the process, and they can appreciate the process. Listen, <laughs> listen. It's it's a skill that you're right. Eric has... I think that he was just born with that skill. Hmm. Well, rest in peace. <laughs> um, <laughs> welcome back to Monsters vs. Men podcast, the bargain basement of the Monster Podcasting Airways, where two spouses... Try to stay alive and stay connected by chatting about weekly monster movies. This week, as we try to stay alive, we're discussing The, the Sea Beast. Beast. As you can already tell, we're joined by my wife yeah. and fellow podcaster. That's me. Cece. That's me. Good to have you on the show. Oh, thanks, babe. I'm so excited to be here. You're like blue. You're the oh, blue of my life. Are you telling me that I eat too much fish and get chubby? Ooh. Listen. This is one thing about the name, the Sea Beast. Uh-huh. It makes me go, hmm. Um, there is a, a food ingredient that they use all the time on Chopped called oh, sea beans. Oh, really? Yes. And well, so every what are time, sea beans? It's like, they're like little, I guess they're like little green beans from the sea. I don't know. Oh, okay. I have no idea. Oh, wow. You're, That's a good question. You're I really watching Chopped. Listen, they cook with it, and I think I've never seen sea beans in my entire life. I probably won't. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I think about that every time you say the sea beast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I need to look up sea beans now. Maybe we'll do an Indian Plus episode about it. Yeah. About sea beans. Our favorite recipes with sea beans. We'll just, we'll just review the look and feel of sea beans. They look... I'm sure they're delicious. Mmm. I don't know. That sounds pretty gross. I like beans. The sea beans? They're like green beans. <sighs> I don't know. I'm I'm mixed. Mixed mixed reviews over here. I got you to like regular green beans. I'm sure if I had some sea beans in the kitchen, I could get you to like them. I don't believe you. Um, Enough about sea beans. What are we talking about? We're talking about the sea beans. The thing that inspired your love of sea beans. Um, All right. So are you just wanting to go ahead and get to it? I feel like you're just putting the pedal to the metal over here. You ready? Yeah. All right. In a time where animated movies and TV series are a dime a dozen on streaming services, it can be hard to discern the quality from the quantity. In 2022, Netflix Animation released a popular, yet still niche, animated film, The Sea Beast. CC. We are late to the party on this one, but I have to ask. Did this film make you finally want to take up the flask, or was it always going full mast? 
When you say full mast. Yeah. What does that mean? That means they put their sails out at the full mast. And they just keep going? And, and they, you know, they catch all the wind with their sails. And so they're going as fast as possible. Okay. That makes sense, That's a I good suppose. Thing. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with this movie. Wait, 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 wait. What do you think what? full mass maybe meant? Yeah, to me, it seems like a dirty... <laughs> <laughs> a dirty little innuendo. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> listen. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised with this movie. Like, when we went into it, because like you said, we were late to the party with it. I'd never heard of it before. And usually when I hear a movie like that I've never heard of, I think, oh, it can't be that great because I feel like I would have heard of it. Mm. But then I also had to remind myself, I don't really pay attention to children's movies or television shows unless Gwen's like, hey, I want to see that. Or unless you're like, hey, we should go take one to see that. But this is just on Netflix. Mm, right. So I went into it with absolutely no idea what we were going to watch other than, hey, there's a sea monster in this movie. Right. And so I was I was very excited. And you know, if I'm not interested in a movie, I will do other things while we watch it. Like I will fold laundry or I will <laughs> most most often I fall asleep yeah. on the couch and I say, we'll watch it later. Um, I didn't do that this time. So I was in it to watch the entire time and I watched it through the end and mm. I thought it was great. Mm. Okay. But, okay. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. The, 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 for this, for me, this thing was pretty much full mast. I had a good time with it, especially since we, like you said, we knew nothing about it really before going in. I didn't know what to expect, and this certainly isn't it—a movie about war and the control of information by the elite. Yes, but also a kind of a cool commentary uh, on that even heroes can be wrong, and it's okay to be wrong. For the most part, I think there's a lot to like here. And I think it would be really hard not to recommend this one to families, especially. Because uh, everybody was enthralled by this one here. And you mentioned it kept you awake. Yeah. But what was it really for you that drove the movie? For me, it was mainly the characters and the animation. Oh. And I thought that it was just done very, very impressively. And I feel like right now we're in this age of animation where all these characters look exactly the same. Like they kind of have that mm-hmm. Disney Frozen and Kanto feel. And there's nothing wrong with those characters, but everything looks the same yes. when it comes to animated movies. And that, like, honestly, I think that the characters here weren't incredibly inventive. Mm. Um, but. The characters, the way they were written was so well. It it was done so well. Mm -hmm. And as a screenwriter, that's really important to me. um, Making sure that you've got characters that you actually care about. And I could care about these characters. Which is why I paid attention the entire time. Even though I didn't think the characters were incredibly unique. Mm -hmm. Everything else about the film was. Like, I was captivated by the the world building. Mm Mm-hmm. And by all of the little creatures and monsters. Yeah. And so that's really probably what kept me in it the most. And then as you said, when I watch a movie, I don't generally like get into the whole meaning behind the story. Like the all of the little lessons that you take from it. <laughs> I, I don't. But this time I'm like watching it and I'm just like, oh, I, I get what's going on here. Oh, wow. This. 
So Connecting was, with this children's film. Yeah, was. I was like, man, Gu- I know Gwen's sitting over here. She's not getting anything out of this movie <laughs> other than, oh, look at these adorable little monsters. Yeah. But I was like, oh. oh wow. Okay. Yeah, what about you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I was surprised, again, just like you were about those elements. But for me, I think the biggest selling point of the, the movie was the relationship between Jacob and Captain Crow. I just wanted to know how this relationship was going to, to shake out as the things started to change and as her perspective started to change. And then once Crow thought Jacob was dead, what, what links was he really going to go to to avenge his adopted son? I don't think the movie disappoints in this regard. Um, him kind of selling his soul in a way to get his uh, poisonous I think the arrow is called a ballast I believe I might be incorrect on that also <laughs> also like you said the animation in this film is better than most so last night you and me actually watched Elemental with Gwen we did and it's wonderfully ed- animated it's really a, a, a beautiful little movie uh, visually but there's something here that feels like it's almost a step above what was going on in a lot of modern animated movies. It Maybe it's the textures, maybe it's the camera work and the animation, plus the choreography, that's especially in the opening fight scene and some of the stuff towards the end. Just really impressive stuff going on here. And on top of all that, the humor here really works. I mean, Blue gets a laugh out of me every time he appears on screen. It's true. Even if I just saw him, I'm going to laugh again when I see him. Yeah. So, I, I love this chubby little mongrel. And I want to know, Cece, though, I know you love Blue, because who couldn't? But was there anything you didn't like about the film? I... You're right. I loved Blue. Yeah. I wish that I could have a Blue in real life. And I'm not sure how many of uh, of, of your listeners have seen this movie yet. Mm-hmm. I, I'm we curious. Won't know until after they listen, I guess. Yeah, I, I'd love to know. And if you haven't seen it yet, go and watch it. But if you haven't seen it, Blue is this adorable little chubby uh, aquatic monster that Gwen wishes she had a stuffed animal of. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But anyways, and I just want to give Blue a hug. Looks so squishy. Oh, so soft, yes. Uh, Cons. I don't know if there was necessarily a con. Like, I really had to rack my brain here. I think that the one one thing, because like I said, I kind of like, I knew what was going on with the story. It's about propaganda. It's about information being controlled by the elites. It's about being, you know, heroes potentially being wrong. There's lots going on. Yeah, yeah. And so when I was watching it, I was like, I don't know. Oh, no, this is... I feel like there's a lot that could be learned from this film in today's modern day mm-hmm. and age. It hit really close to home. And so we watched it, and I was like, oh, that was, you know, natu- it's a children's movie. It's going to end on a high note, right? Yeah. And then we left the movie, and I was like, oh, no, I still live in the world where <laughs> where all of this is still going on. Oh, that so, was yeah, the negative. Is that that was still the negative. live in the real world? Yeah, still live in the real world. <laughs> I left and just thought... Oh no! Mm. So I don't know. Like I, 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 you know, if I'm not <laughs> interested in a movie, I fall asleep. <laughs> it didn't happen. So okay. Yeah. Wow, that's high marks for you. It is high marks for me. Okay, I give that sometimes. All right. So 
for me, I'm a little different than you. It's not really the relationship between Jacob and Maisie that's a problem for me. Because I do like that parallel between them and, you know, him and Crow. But my real problem here is actually more so the character of Maisie. Because, man, I don't know how much closer you could get to making a Mary Sue type character and me still give it a pass. But this certainly skates the line. This is a little girl who knows everything. She's not really have emotional about her parents dying. No. She has an answer to literally everything. Almost everything she says is profound. And really, the only flaw she probably has is that she tries to stab Captain Crow in the heart after <laughs> she's injured. Which does give her some pretty good points for stepping away from the Mary Sue type character. Um, but she's just a little too pristine, honestly. It kind of bothers me. Because I think her pristine, know-it-all nature kind of sets Jacob back, who is really the character I'm more interested in. I want to see how he's kind of coping with everything that's happening. But instead, I feel like we're just kind of watching the Maisie show a lot of the times. But I will say this, the charm of her and the world and her kindness lightens my beef with her. Uh, yeah. Quite a bit. Because she's still a lovable character. You can't have beef with a little girl. I know. <laughs> Um, uh, she's still a lovable character, but I just don't like how perfect she is and how much she knows. And I don't think she's wrong a single time in the movie. The other thing that I kind of have a problem with is something that I actually mentioned earlier. I, I like that Crow goes and quote unquote sells his soul for the, the, the ballast, but it doesn't feel like it pays off. I don't feel like there's anything that He pulled is... that ballast right out of that sea bl- the the red bluster, yeah. and he was like, listen, I'm not going to kill you yet. I'm just going to make you suffer. Oh, yeah. I don't like Crow. Crow made oh, me angry. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. It wasn't very nice. It wasn't very nice. But I, uh, I don't like that there was no payoff there. Now, I, I, I feel like the payoff there is that when she says everything, right, like what's it cost, he's losing all of his respect from his crewmates. I mean, in a way, he is losing everything, but was that the payment that he gave her? I, I don't quite understand well, that. I feel like that whole part of the movie was a part of the movie that was just kind of thrown in in order to resolve a problem. It, because yeah. that little, the witch was like, oh, nobody wants to go to that witch. She's so scary. Yeah. And it's like she's only there for like five seconds. <laughs> and then she's gone. And then you don't hear about her again. Yeah. So I, I agree. I agree with your take there. I don't agree with you when it comes to Maisie. That's okay. When I think about Maisie, I think. Oh, what do you think? This is a children's movie. This, yeah. this is a children's movie. This is something that children want to watch. So I think that Maisie is more geared toward mm. the kids. Oh, yeah. So let's teach kids that they're always right. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? Our daughter already thinks that. We see how that goes at night. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you should have seen her today arguing with me about like her letters. Because uh. we're working on her penmanship right now, you guys. And she wrote some C's that look just like G's. And when I told her that looks like a G, erase it. She went crazy. Mm-hmm. And then Archer mm-hmm. started laughing, and I'm just like, oh, no. Okay, okay, I kind of get your point then, right. but also at the same time, 
I feel like when kids are watching this, they're not thinking, oh, she's right about everything. They're just thinking, oh, she's got, you know, she's so brave and confident. That's what I would have thought as a yeah, child. Well, no. I mean, I think it's definitely good to be brave and confident, but it's okay, it's okay to be like a human as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, okay, I appreciate that little bit of pushback there, Stacey. I appreciate that. Push. Um, anything else you want to say about the movie? It was good. <laughs> I agree, I agree. All right. Uh, well, I guess that brings us to MVM Plus this week, CC. Oh. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some movies that we've seen lately, like Elemental recently released on Disney Plus. Oh, wow. We're going to talk about. Can I tell you something? It? Our guilty pleasures. Our guilty pleasures? And not really guilty pleasures, but our comfort food. Oh. What do we go to when we just want something that takes us back? Not well, necessarily takes us back, but just like. It soothes us. Makes us hungry. Yeah. So I'm going to be hungry after this. <laughs> All right. So that'll be MVM Plus this week. CC, time for our awards. First, you can go first. What is your compelling character award? I don't even know this really counts as a character, but Blue. Uh, definitely a character. <laughs> yeah, Blue Blue was absolutely amazing. Just adorable little pet. Um, it just made me so happy. Like, he's so funny and joyful and Jacob's all like, that monster's going to climb into your belly and bust out your oh, chest yeah. cavity and, you know, kill you. <laughs> and then it's like, how? How could how could it do that? It's just so cute. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It made me very happy. So uh, very seldom do I have a character where I'm like, okay, that character's cute, but I want it. In that case, that was that was mm-hmm. me. Kind of reminded me of those like little squish toys that you like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> That was like the texture. I like how like vivid he is. Like he almost doesn't fit in the world. Yes, at all. Which I, I really like about the art design of some of the monsters is like they don't quite fit in with their world, which is kind of cool. We had the same colors, like Dory and Finding Dory. Like he's oh, just yeah. that that color blue, but he looked glossy. He looked shiny. Yeah, he's a little slime ball. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> character that really fried my grits though was Captain Cook. You mean Captain Crow? Captain Crow. <laughs> <laughs> You combined Captain, Captain Crow and, and Captain, Captain Crow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, he annoyed the bejeebers out of me. So he was just so self righteous. He's just like, I'm not. I don't know. I he just I he liked him a me. lot, except for you know when he starts going south and stuff. But he's, I, I he's like that human. He, he gets he's corrected. Human. He's human. Exactly. That's what I want from my characters. You know. You know. Is that so much to ask? I just thought he was rude. He was just definitely, rude. definitely a little rude. So, anyways, yeah. Especially when he thought his son was was dead, but yeah. He wanted to go ahead, be nice, be a nice guy. He wanted get over to, it. Listen, Captain Crow, <laughs> get, get over it. He wanted to. Uh, he had a gun pointed at a child. Okay, listen, that's she, where I draw the line. She also tried to stab him. Yeah, but she was a child. Mm, maybe she had a gun along. Just oh. kidding. Not very nice. No. Also, my favorite character. Yeah, who's your favorite character? This is this is the easy one. Jacob Holland. You just like his hair. He's a dreamboat. <laughs> he's a dreamboat. He's also voiced by Carl Urban, who's also a dreamboat. Just double dreams over here. It's preacher. It's a dream within a dream. It's like Inception dreams over here. <sighs> he was and, he was a good character. I'll give him that. Yeah, he's a really good character. He learns, you know, valuable lessons. He's able to admit when he's wrong. He adopts that little girl. I mean, what's not to love? You know? I, yeah. Definitely has the most growth of any character in this movie. I would say so, yes. I agree. Human. 
Anyway, <laughs> what about what about your most memorable line awards? My most memorable line came from Miss Maisie, and you know, also this is another mm, thing mm, when mm, I watch mm. movies, I don't pay attention <laughs> or <Jeez>. remember <laughs> some of the lines, but I did remember this one. You heard it here, CC reviewing a movie. I don't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't settle into my skin. Yeah, when, yeah, you know. Well, I I like that she said. I don't know how the war started. Maybe all that matters is how it ends. And I feel like we could all learn from that in today's mm. day and age. Profound words from a seven-year-old. <laughs> from from a seven-year-old. Mm. Yes, yes. Mine was. Uh, a conversation between Jacob Holland and Maisie. I believe this is when she is holding blue. And he says, what do you think you're doing? She says, I'm afraid anything I say will upset you. I, I could relate with Jacob in this moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was very self-aware. I will say that I do agree with you that she, she should have admitted when she was wrong a couple of times. Or just been wrong. Yeah, or, yeah, or just been wrong. But... When she realized what was happening with the monarchy, oh yeah, and all the books, I was like, mm, "She's too young to realize that." <laughs> that's one thing that I I did take away that I was like, "No." Yeah, I feel like that's something that Jacob could have helped discover. Yes, exactly. That I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, and what about your can't believe that acting award? Actually, I'll go first. Now, while I do love Carl Urban as um, Jacob Holland. I want to give the award to Jared Harris as Captain Crow. I just, first off, this actor has a very distinct voice, but I think he, he actually does more range in this movie than he usually does in any of his movies. A I lot feel like of, he plays the same character in a lot of movies. Exactly. And in this movie, I feel like he is not that same character. He's, he's, he's happy. He's angry. We see a lot more range from him than I feel like we see in a lot of his live action stuff. Yeah. I, I could see that. Which I think he's a really good actor. I just, I don't think he's, he's, he's given roles that give him cast. a lot of, yes, exactly. Miss. What about you, Cease? Uh, mine, I know that you were not a huge Maisie fan. I like Maisie. I just think she's too good. That's all. Well, I thought the little girl who acted as Maisie was really, really good. I cannot remember her name. Zeras Angel Hator. She was excellent. She, like, she nailed that character Perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I would have to say that it's always really impressive when you see a child conv- be convincing in a film. Absolutely. Like to have that much talent that so young, mm-hmm. something I envy. But <laughs> yeah, I thought that she was brilliant. Definitely. She did a really great job. Very impressive. Honestly, all the voice acting in here is spotless. It, it was very, very good. And it was a whole bunch of actors that I'd never heard of before, mm-hmm. which also impressed me and made me happy because I see these, you know, movies, these animated movies come out with all of the the stars, but it's an animated... Oh, it's Kim Kardashian! Yeah, as as the little <laughs> poodle from the Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol movie. movie. It's like, okay, listen, I don't need to hear... Kim Kardashian's already got way too much over there. There are actors out there that... Can... First off, what is Kim Kardashian bringing to a children's movie that, like, your daughter sees it and goes... Oh, Kim Kardashian! Oh, oh, Kim! Is it Kim? It's just, uh, the, <laughs> the only reason that Kim Kardashian was in that movie was so that her kids could say, oh, my mom was in a movie. Which, 
I get that. I actually get that. Yeah. You just made an argument for Kim Kardashian that I don't appreciate being reasonable, <laughs> first off. Listen, lots of actors do it. They want their kids to see them in something. I get it. But also, it. when you're doing an animated movie, you don't have to have an actor that looks exactly like oh, yeah. the actor that's being played. So, dole out the, dole out the roles. Dole, dole out the roles, you know? I want to be a voice actress. It's like so much fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> Alright. I digress. Alright, Cece, I gotta hear. What is your oh that's a good shot award? I had two oh that's a oh, good wow. shot, shot awards. Okay, you sound like Eric a little bit over here. Listen, I there were two shots that I thought about after the movie was over and I thought that was really good. One of them, uh, and this was probably the the biggest one for me, was when they are fighting the red bluster and um and Captain Crow tries to shoot the little girl, mm-hmm. Maisie, mm-hmm. and they uh, the, the boat overturns because the bluster overturns the boat to save them, right? And they're oh, underneath man. the water, and then they look down in the corner like of the screen, and there's the red bluster just staring at them silently, and it's like a moment of silence, I feel. Oh, yeah. And that really <laughs> creeped me the F out. <laughs> it was very unsettling because at that point, you don't know if the red bluster is good or bad, mm. but it also, it's like, okay, listen. I know I'm a Pisces. Oh, boy. And I should love the water. Okay. And I do love the water. I like looking at it. Do not like going in it. I have a, a very, very big fear of the ocean, especially the deep ocean. That's why I never want to go on a cruise. I never want to do any of that stuff. You don't know what's in that water with you. So that shot took me back to, like, it, it reminded me why I'm afraid of the ocean. Oh, okay. So I thought that one was very well done. And then there's another one when, oh gosh, what's his name? Jacob is fighting the monster in the very first sequence, the very first fight. And at one point he's stuck between like, I don't even know if it's two fins or like a flap on the monster, but he's in this little crevice on the monster and there's a shadow and the monster just looks like wet. And I thought that looks really good. (laughs) I was just very impressed by all of the aquatic Mm. aspects of the animation in this film because the water looked real the if there was a character that had gotten wet they looked real like it looked like they had really gotten wet it didn't look fake yes i also noticed this it was like another i guess another reason i was kind of mentioning this over a lot of other animation lately with with few exceptions but i was like there's so much water and water is not easy. No, it is so hard. And I have so much water. <laughs> and it all looked perfect. Very impressive. It was. Well, the very first opening like opening shot of the movie, they're underwater. And I thought to myself, is that real water? Or is that animated? <laughs> and it was animated. And I thought, uh-oh. Okay. This is, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm intrigued. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. For me, I... I did the Sailing into the Sunset. Now, it wasn't quite a sunset. This is kind of ode for Eric. I got I to pour one out for the homie. <laughs> um, this is after they get they, they free the red bluster at the Capitol, and they're sailing off. And like their little emotional uh, moment with Maisie and Jacob riding on top of the red bluster. This is a sweet moment. I go. like it. Also, I want to give a shout out to just the general camera, camera work here. Really well done. There's some moments, especially early on with Maisie. Um, 
walking through crowds and the camera like tracking her really low through the crowd or like over the top shots as well that are following her that are like really creative. I just, I appreciate the extra mile. Is it camera work or storyboarding? I mean, technically, but we're, mm, it's a good shot award. Okay. There's technically no, no shots in the animated film. Is that true or not? Mm. I, or did I just say the biggest load of BS? Listen, I'm going to let you just stay there with it and no. let other people decide. We don't think too hard here on Monsters vs. Men. Okay? We just, we just, our thoughts are vapid and they float away instantly. As soon as we say something, we take no responsibility for what we said. I really want some ice cream. And Anyway, <laughs> your, your unique awards... What's your best, uh, what's your unique awards? Cutest monster. Oh boy, who'd you give it to? The little yellow things. Uh, I actually picked, obviously I picked blue, but the little yellow things, Mm -hmm. I didn't think they were cute. I thought they were kind of like grubby and gross. (laughs) They were very grubby. Yeah, they uh, they kind of creeped me out a little bit because I'm not sure if you knew this, but when I went to go throw the trash out the other day, uh, there was like a little maggot on top of the trash can and I thought, ugh, and it reminded me of that. So Mm. I did not like the big yellow monster and then it had the two teeth. Mm, didn't like it. But the red bluster was also really cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really creepy at first, but then it's like you get to know it. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, You got to see the beauty on the inside. Yes. We got you. We got you. Yeah. For me, I had the best action sequence, and that's the whole boat sequence with the first monster. It's so perfectly choreographed. It was very good. And excellent. I, I wish there was a little bit more of it. Yeah. In this, because it set my expectations really high that we would get something else like this, and there's nothing that even compares to it. There's some good sequences, but nothing like that sequence. So which when is it, just phenomenal. When it grabs Crow <laughs> oh, and yeah. it starts to go down, I just thought, oh, oh, like that, that upset me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was, was good scary. Too. Yeah. It was scary. Mm, it was sad. You felt bad for the monster then, even. Yeah, you did. And I, that's why I like... I don't know if Gwen felt bad for the monster at any point. She did when you said, oh, She said, what? And then she started <laughs> feeling bad, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I just... I don't know. I don't like seeing animals or creatures or people be hurt. Mm. So, it's like, that, that monster, you know... How do we know that monster was being mean? I mean, it well, did Well, it was literally ship. killing people, but... yeah. <laughs> but there's a, a longer story that we found out about. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just watch the movie. You'll see. You haven't already seen it. Just watch it. We just told you everything that happened, but that's all right. All right, Cece. Yeah. That brings us to our final thoughts and tiered rating. Now, you don't really have to do a tiered rating, but you do have to give us your final thoughts. You know what? Yeah. You got to gotta give us your rating. Gabra, which is the worst. Gamera, which is... So there's three ratings. Godzilla's the best. Godzilla, Gamera, Gamera. Gamera is like really good, but not great. To I not awful. And then Gamera is just like terrible. Wouldn't recommend this to anybody. I listen to you and Eric do this almost every week. Half the time you fell asleep. I don't know when you're awake and when you're not. You guys do usually record Monsters vs. Men or the the whatever it is mm-hmm. the MVM Plus stuff first. Yeah. But I still know. I'd give it. It's a Godzilla, in my opinion. <laughs> I would recommend this to other people, which is why I would give it a mm. Godzilla rating. If I wouldn't recommend it, but I enjoyed it, then I would give it a Gamera. Okay. If I didn't like it at all, Gabra. Okay. Okay. I like your logic. I like your logic. 
Yeah, for me, I th- this is a Godzilla tier. Yes, I have complaints about Maisie. And I have complaints with where the story with the witch, which was named Gwen, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw it when I was looking things up. Um, uh, we're, we're, with where the witch story went, and that it just it just kind of existed uh, to be there. I hope that's covered in the sequel, and yes, they are making a sequel. Oh! Yeah. So, um, yeah... I, between the fantastic animation, the really great characters, and the interesting messages in a children's film, I think it's a really special film. I definitely recommend it to really anybody, especially people with families, but more than that, I would say. Well, I feel like you and I enjoyed it, and mm. then also getting to see Gwen, our five-year-old enjoy it, made it that much better. Yeah. Because sometimes we watch movies and she's so excited for it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, when is this going to be over? I wasn't like that this time. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend it to anyone and everyone, especially if you've got kids. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Cece. What? I'm not really sure what's going to come next. I believe it might be The Last Voyage of Demeter. Demeter. Uh, which is going to be, it's going to be pending the acceptance of an invitation of another guest host. So we will see. If that happens, how it also you, is going. What? How are you going to watch it? It's not li- theaters anymore, is it? No, but I believe it's premium streaming and um, other ways. Oh wow! And <laughs> and so I think I may have the uh, a special guest next week. So uh, I really hope I like the last voyage, Demeter, because I feel like it's got to be better than an egg beater. I. I like the premise of the movie. Okay. I'm intrigued to hear what you think of it because I don't like scary movies. You know that. Are you going to rhyme? Are you going to rhyme? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Forgot that was the goal there. All right. Yeah, that's why I did that awful rhyme. All right. As always, thank you for listening to us on Monsters vs. Men. You can leave us some feedback on iTunes or at mvmpod.com or you can email us at mvmpod at gmail.com and we'll read your reviews on the show. You can follow us or message, message us on Twitter and at Instagram at MVM underscore pod. Become a bargain basemite at patreon.com slash MVM pod and receive weekly bonus content, including special reviews, interviews, and host chats. And if you can't join at this time, a review or a share always helps. Monsterverse Men is produced by Alex Cornett. Executive producers are Kevin Alexander, Faye Basier, John Freeman, and Michael Herndon, and Christopher Clavero. Special thanks to our wives, Rock Band for PlayStation 3, which formed by Cellbot B, Louie Loops, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, and Instagram Connector, and you, the listener, for listening. I forgot to tell you about this part, Cece. Yeah? You have to say a don't. So, until next time, don't... Something happened in the movie. Uh, don't go in the water. Don't go in the water. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> to stay... To stay... Alive. Alive. <laughs> Mafia, wake up, wake up. You guys got some. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. Pay attention or remember. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>